0: Also, if you're hearing little birds uh, cheeping, 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 um, we have chirping, chirping. That's, that's it. Uh, they live in the walls here. There's no getting rid of them.
1: Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Woo! Theo Bourbon, where we sip on the nectar of God whilst talking about this week lowercase g gods oh.
0: <gasps> what
2: what <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't get too excited you pagan terrible hedonists <laughs> <laughs> thy heathens on your merry way of going to hell um,
2: <laughs>
1: gosh it's been a long time as always uh, Tom and Meg, I have my <laughs> wonderful co-hosts, Meg and Tom, who, God forbid, aren't married yet.
0: <laughs> we're really close. We're really on the. We're really close. We are, we, are, we are like getting dangerously close. Honeymoon is zero percent planned, but like we're hey,
3: we're about at planning ahead. But
0: but tuxes have been rented. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I have a uh, dress. A dress has been secured. Nice. Yeah. yeah, rings they're not in they're, progress they're not anywhere yet
1: <laughs> listen you know you, you have way. time for those <laughs> <laughs> you got time for rings
3: We've got a few weeks it's fine yeah.
0: well, look at us go hey. i think we're doing a great job i mean for <laughs> we're us, doing this great is,
3: this is a lot for us this is a lot for
1: yeah. Us. Yeah. yeah but it's great and i'm so happy for both of you.
3: Thank, you thank you
1: uh speaking of just like all of the things that have been happening obviously like every time we podcast we talk about how we're going to do another one next week and we're actually going to get a <laughs> shit together into like, <laughs> multiple ones but uh yeah um y'all have been planning to get married and you moved to Cincinnati we already talked about that in January but still like y'all are in Cincinnati yeah i'm about to be a fucking <gasps> father <Woo! laughs> <From> last it
0: <episode laughs> was desert daddy Derek. we it was it was we manifested yeah. it we manifested
1: that oh my God. that was uh that was real special Aww. uh but yeah, I'm going to have a little girl uh come December, so uh hopefully we'll be podcasting with her soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and what's her name going to be? What's her name? Eloise Bear. It's a great
3: Aww, name. That's so cute. Eloise
1: Bear Chilton. Bear with a E at the end, which we found out means someone who brings happiness to others.
3: I love that. Mm. That's so <laughs> that's cute. So nice.
1: And uh, Eloise, because one of Miranda's favorite movies as a kid was Eloise at Christmas. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah. I hear yeah, the birds. You
3: hear the birds? Yeah.
1: I hear
0: them. Yeah, our birds, the birds that live in our walls.
3: Hello, birds. Totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> total,
0: totally, uh, Totally not weird things. Told maintenance about it they were like well we could kill all the birds or we could leave
3: them there and that I was, was like, the only <laughs> option they gave us and we were like all right what an outstanding <laughs> ultimate yeah.
0: that was really it wasn't just like <laughs> hey we'll we'll clear the nest out and like uh, plug up the hole no that was not an option no. it was i mean well, either you we could we use kill that kill all the y- birds or or we leave use it. that like, for starbucks
1: it. use that for starbucks and be like i could cover your shift or I could kill
0: myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I could pick up a few more shifts, but I mean, I will have to end my own life if I do so. So, are you saying you want me to die? Is that what you're saying? Because that sounds
3: pretty problematic. That
0: sounds like, I, a- <laughs>
1: that sounds like you know?
0: what you're saying to me. It's right pretty. Now. It's pretty. Um. It's pretty messed up. Well, I'm gonna have to cancel you on Twitter now. <laughs> I'm gonna send the brigade after you. You're going
1: to lose your job. I mean, the brigade's already going after Starbucks right now, aren't they? That's
0: yeah, it's, it's been it's been funky. Yeah, did you see the guy that got fired for the? It was like a drink. It was like a blended drink with five. It bananas. had like
1: five bananas in it. It
0: was the five bananas for me. <laughs>
3: i didn't see that oh it's ridiculous anyway i
0: worked
1: i worked at starbucks you've worked at starbucks freaking our some of our best friends what what are your what are your numbers i said belaney delaney and (laughs) bailey work at starbucks like we all know how that is what's your
0: first three of your numbers
1: dude i don't even remember
0: dude i'm a 203 bow down and kiss the ring
3: no one knows what that means
1: hail payment
0: Someone out there knows. Out
3: there knows. <laughs> one, of our, one of our three, actually one of our listeners will know what that means. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, potentially only one, but yes,
1: only one. Goodness. Well, like we said, welcome back to Theo Bourbon. It's been a while. Uh, we are sipping on God's nectar. I am drinking some Woodford Reserve that Ooh, uh, my classic. father-in-law got me for Christmas, actually. Um, and he got me like a little, uh, it came in like a box and it had like a really cool, um, copper, like, glass, copper glass. I'm an idiot. Um, a copper, uh, <laughs> cup. And it has, I'd say copper um, glass
0: and rolled with it. I really appreciate it,
1: well, your commitment to the bit. Well, that's the thing. I am having sympathy pregnancy brain. <laughs> so, like, today in church, I was literally trying to talk and I was like, Oh my god. I can't
2: <laughs> speak. Huh?
1: Like my silver tongue has gone down my throat and out my ass. I don't know <laughs> what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> but uh anyway, he got it has a uh, Chilton Christmas 2020 on it. Oh. Yay. That's
3: adorable. That's so cool. So uh, so yeah, I uh, I'm not
1: usually a Woodford Reserve guy, but it's it's doing me good today. So it's 90 proof, basic, but it's good. Nice what about, what what do you what do you got Tom
0: see I've got some Evan Williams barrelton bond it's like 15 dollars and it's fantastic It is. Attaboy. it is not the expensive stuff but it is most certainly the good stuff I had it first uh at Thanksgiving at um, oh, yeah. at, at Megan's house uh her dad and her uncle were, were drinking some and I got that and I was you like, talked yeah, about that La- you I like it about that so last much. podcast yeah I like it so it's much good. yeah
1: bourbon is always better when it's shared with ones we love
0: Sounds cheers true. Derek Cheers! Gotta clink your little microphone. You oh,
1: here you
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. Uh,
1: well, I've missed you too, and it's it's good to finally uh, get to talk about some stuff and like. Oh,
0: it's so much fun.
1: I uh, I don't know if you noticed this, James, but uh, we we kind of talk out of our asses most of the time when it comes to this. Thing. Almost
0: exclusively.
1: Almost exclusively. <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, we actually kind of prepared (laughs) for this. We we said we were going to do this podcast two weeks ago. We did this two weeks in advance.
3: We researched things
1: we researched some things you all probably did more so than me because i still like to talk out of my ass no um, <laughs> we know that megan's got some shit to talk about so uh, <laughs> we're also gonna we're gonna have to put we're gonna have to put three or four e's on this one because i've already cussed like Fifteen times. Usually, <laughs> I only get like four or five in there, but I'm already up to maybe seven. I
0: think
2: we're
1: so, just, uh, I think
0: we're just like a bad words podcast now. Like yeah, we're, a, we're just a podcast that always has like the little explicit marking on it. Yeah, uh, it's more on, fun. It's edgy. Yeah, and we're still under like the Christian Christianity and spirituality, and we're like we're one of those cussing Christian podcasts. We're now. cool. Yeah. yeah,
1: we might have to go underneath the comedy one here in a little <laughs> bit. However, Mark uh, Driscoll did oh, block me. So, hey. so, not, so not, we're
0: not one of those, one of those other cussing Christian podcasts.
1: So I don't know if we also if like women. We do. We believe women should have a voice and an opinion, and uh, should be pastors, and uh, shouldn't just be sex objects that were made by God for men to enjoy. Yeah, we do think that.
3: Do you think that? I, I don't think that <laughs>
2: don't think so. oh, what, what, what do you
0: think megan can you tell us no <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not allowed to talk megan
1: megan chooses to be mad it's uh,
0: uh, megan is a trad wife actually
1: <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> did you sign your did you sign your uh, agreement you know the uh, the, the pre what? the pre marriage contract that we oh, talked about that, that one. It was just going around the internet like it was like a uh, if you wanted to get married in that church building by that pastor, you had to sign this contract that was like, "I'm not gonna." It's like Andy. It's like
0: you're gonna be a trad wife. Oh.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like Andy from the Office. Do not look at her do not touch her do not no it's do not talk to her oh my do god not touch her do not look at her oh my god uh anyway um but yeah i i didn't get the clout i was looking for mark driscoll didn't block me after i tweeted
0: yeah, yeah, mine was, uh, yeah, his, his tweet was, uh, what's in the glory position? And you can imagine what I <laughs> oh, said <God>. in response. <laughs> I said simply, my youth pastor told me the glory position was only for after marriage. Uh, and he blocked <laughs> me within like five minutes. Like, it was fast. Uh,
1: oh, I love that. <laughs> I think, d- do you still follow Matthew Pierce?
0: Oh, absolutely I do.
1: I think he tweeted like the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I was just a Matthew Pierce joke. I can't claim to be original.
1: <laughs> he, oh, he no, i'm not that. saying that you copied oh, his joke i'm, I'm totally just saying, saying I, copied I saw oh, okay i saw I mean, both of y'all I and i was like I, oh that's really funny
0: i don't remember <laughs> copying him on that specific joke but i mean youth pastor something after marriage i, I took his template <laughs> yes. and i ran with it he came yes. up with that template i did not
1: good well i'm proud of you uh artists and pastors aren't good unless they steal things from others right
3: that sounds right. Yeah, probably. What is
1: tradition if not just copying everyone else's work? Uh,
3: <laughs> and on that, <laughs> and on that, we
1: uh, so actually kinda, kind of, kind uh, of, kind of on that. So today, um, we actually we have a topic that uh, three. <laughs> we have three topics that uh, hopefully go hand in hand. Um, I think they, they they will kind kind of, um, but. Uh, I will preface with uh, saying this. We are goofy if we don't understand or believe that thoughts and theology about God we're goofy if we don't think that that's changed over time. Yeah. We are very goofy if we think that Moses and Paul thought the same things and believed the same things about God. We are, like, ultra-goofy.
0: It's so funny, because I remember, like... Oh, no.
1: My bad. (laughs) I dropped my mic.
0: (laughs) Mic drop! Uh, But I think it's funny that at least that thought, I didn't think about that until, like, towards the end of my time at a Christian university. And it was never because uh-huh. someone told me about that. It's because it's like, huh, they probably saw God differently. Which is such an absurdly, like, duh kind of thing. Right, Like, it's right. if you lived in different, like, millennia, you know, you had completely different cultures, different places in the world. You spoke different languages. And we're supposed to think that you thought the same thing about God. And I think that's one thing that... At least, at least in evangelicalism, it's never even like addressed. Like, it's not even like they deny it, but it's just like this idea of like, yeah, you can believe in God exactly the same way Paul did. It's like, no, you literally cannot because right. you don't live in Paul's like you don't you don't live in the circumstances. You're not like uh, a first century Jew. Like, you're not all of like all of these different things. You know. Mm-hmm. So th- that's that's one of those things that just cracks me up because it's like obviously like this is so obviously true, but i mean at the end of the day all of the different things that come from this are just astronomical
1: yeah and that's yeah that's the thing that i was thinking of when i was um kind of preparing to to talk about it i was like i maybe 10 years ago would have said the same thing like oh yeah of course like it's ancient dialogue, it's ancient language, it's whatever, like there's been thousands and thousands and millions, if be- you believe correctly, um, years of, uh, just kidding, sorry. I had to. I had <laughs> that was to, so funny. <laughs> I thought we were
0: just going to keep rolling. I
1: was like, all right, let's do it. You know? No, I'm only saying sorry because I wanted to, uh, to, to give shouts out to our resident scientist uh, in the room. Thank you. <laughs> Say, is it millions or billions?
3: Of uh, What do you mean? How old is the Earth? Yeah. Billions of years. Okay, billions. I,
0: I think. So, <laughs> oh, Earth, oh, life is millions of years old. Earth is billions of years old, yeah. I think. Right? That's what I heard. One time. I don't know. So anyway. I one time in um, class that one time.
1: So
3: to <laughs> so so think. False, but I don't know that answer.
1: <laughs> to think That in just the span of the 2000 years that Christianity has been a thing which you could even argue that it's been less time than that at least what we should, know of Christianity you really should you should never um do that. and then the thousands of years before that that was well the thousand years before that that was the Babylonian captivity and then the years before that which were a completely different type of Judaism it's all freaking it's just goofy if we think that you know there's there's been no differences and that scripture itself hasn't changed the belief about god hasn't changed and that somehow the quote unquote as our Uh, as our fundamentalist friends would like to say the remnant of
0: (laughs) the faithful (laughs) remnant are you part of the faithful remnant what you're part of the faithful remnant (laughs) Uh,
1: that That somehow that you know Jesus was in a suit and a tie because obviously that's how God wants us to dress so like what you got that old
0: time religion Ain't <laughs> singing them old time uh, hymns? They're singing them in new ways. They got a hand gestures for them now. You ever heard of that? You never gracious. heard of that. They're feminizing all the men.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's not an, <laughs> an actual sermon.
0: I used to like obsessively watch um like these like um in, like fundamentalist baptist sermons on um Twitter. I don't know if you followed them too. But it's uh, like yeah. IFB preacher clips, because yep. Yep. I just found them fascinating. I quoted nearly That's verbatim true. one of them that I saw. It was all about he was freaking out that the children's church. You know, it's taught by women. That's bad. Um, they're teaching the the kids these hand hand motions to the hymns now. That's bad. It's feminizing all the men.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so what
1: we're trying to get out of here? <laughs> you got
3: your goddamn
1: soy boys. <laughs>
3: Fellas, it's okay to use your hands. (laughs) So, so the,
1: the (laughs) does that Tom was mentioning. So like the duh moment that we had, I would have told you 10 years ago. Oh yeah. I, I, I know that's true. They believe differently, blah, blah, blah. But there's this overarching thing that's always maintained its credibility and relevancy. Oh yeah. Yeah. That has always been this. Yep. What theologians would like to call systematic truth Hmm. that's gone forward. Mm -hmm. And while there might be a level of that somewhere, because there is a correct, like a connective junction between ancient Hebrew and Christian and all of these other things, like Judeo Christian, whatever you want to call it, it does not take away the fact that. And this is where we're going to start. This is the duh moment that we're going to start with. The Israelites were not monotheistic. Whoa. (laughs) And I would like to refer to a wonderful podcast um, called The Bible for Normal People. If you want a theological degree by listening to podcasts, go and listen to that podcast. There's like... Already 200 and something Maybe close to 300 episodes already Because I've been doing it for a couple of years But Pete Inns, who wrote um, I have it on my bookshelf over there um, How the Bible Actually Works Brilliant book, wonderful book He teaches at Eastern Eastern University I think um, But he cool hosts Cool guy all around Awesome guy yeah. um, He hosts that podcast with Jared Bias Who's a really good guy as well He's a Mennonite pastor um, I don't know if he's actually a pastor. I think he might just be a member of a Mennonite church. He used to be a pastor of like a mega church. Good old-fashioned Anabaptist. Um, we love to see it good old-fashioned. I love them. I love them. Uh, but if you want like the theological framework for this, it's called he talks about the word monolatry, um, which basically means that there are there is the existence of many gods but only one of them is worthy of being worship above all of the others. And he talks about scripture and all of the things that point towards that. Um, And he kind of gives like the scriptural and the theological basis for that. So if you want all of that, go listen to episode 10 of The Bubble for Normal People, because he lays that out, and it's wonderful. It blew my mind, even though it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, duh, I believe that. But I didn't go, oh, duh, until I listened to that. So... um, If you want to do that, go listen to that. So what I want to talk about is kind of that philosophical point of if we actually just step back, examine it with a clear head without any presuppositions, and we look at this ancient people who lived thousands of years ago when all you had to care about was land and God's.
3: Sounds like a good life. Like,
1: if that's <laughs> if that's all you had to care about, of course there's going to be a bazillion gods that you're going to be fighting over. You want to try out and all the gods. You what, wanna what t- if that's if your the,
3: god is better than my you've god? You've got, got nothing else to do.
1: And that was why they had so much crap to go through. Like, you look at any biblical narrative in the Old Testament and it was always they wandered off from the main god, the god of all gods, and they went to one of his little puny other little gods, like Hulk saying, puny god, like one of those gods. They went to one of them, and God was like, no, I'm the one who gets to be worshipped. I'm the one, because I am the creator. And that was the biggest influence of which God was praised in the ancient Hebrew context, is which one was actually the creator. And that didn't mean that there were not other gods.
3: That's what I was just about to ask.
1: It does not mean that there was not a sun deity or a moon deity or like in ancient, in ancient Egypt, which we'll talk about the plagues here in a minute, like that there wasn't a Nile god or a fertility god or a whatever god. It was that Yahweh was the creator of all of those gods. And that Yahweh was actually the one who controlled all of that. Mm-hmm. I've heard it wasn't,
0: um, you, you may not have, you shall not have any other gods before me. As like, no mm-hmm. gods are prior to me. Yeah. Like, I, I, am, I am the, like, existentially, I am the first. I am the cause. Yes. Oh. And, and I you're think and it's. You're not going to uh, think anyone else caused me. I, I thought that was a really interesting yeah. reading that I heard because I was looking into this, doing some mm-hmm. Googling, and I saw that and I thought that was quite
1: that's interesting. That's actually a uh, that's a verse. Um yeah. let me see if yeah, I can it find is. it. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Uh where is it? Hey. I can't remember where Should it is, but out. yeah, sure. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. I had it But um, Basically there is a verse And it says It actually like Legitimately verbatim Says um, That Yahweh is The Beginning God It doesn't say he's the only God It says that he is The first God Um, And so And then that's where we also get into the Aha! found it. Uh, It's in Isaiah. I was going to say Isaiah. But um, it says, this is what the Lord says, Israel's King and Redeemer, the the Lord Almighty. I am the first and I am the last. Apart from me, there is no God. And so, I just think it's really interesting that we don't, and this is kind of what I want to talk about and kind of what we'll get into with the topics that you all have, because I think they can all kind of blend in with each other if we do this correctly, but the duh moment of recognizing that the ancient people that, and I say our collectively because I think the three of us would identify as Jesus-loving people, and Jesus was a Jew, if you didn't know. Um, Some what you really would
0: struggle with that? We mean to yeah, say Jesus wasn't a Christian? Dude, to be to
1: be more specific, Jesus was a Second Temple Jew, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, to think that the ancient building blocks and cornerstone of the entirety of what our religion and our beliefs are based off of—to think that those are the exact same building blocks that we have now is goofy. And so um, what What I kind of want to unpack with that, and I want to ask you all some questions about it, is that duh moment of being like, oh, duh, these are people in antiquity. These are an ancient, uh, is it Bronze
3: Age? I have no idea.
1: I don't remember what change it was. I I knew before we started. But, um, pregnancy brain, you know. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> to, to understand the antiquity of the scriptures is to look at the theological framework, which you can find in that podcast that I mentioned a second ago. It's episode 10 of the Bible for Normal People. Um, To recognize all of that and to not think that thought about God and theology about God can still change really puts us in a deep hole of like... I I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. I think it's dumb.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's dumb... Especially when you get into the arguments of like Well this is what the church has thought for 2,000 years And everything And it's like Is it actually? Or is it just what your strain of it Has thought for 2,000
0: years? Mm-hmm. What you just like to say The church has thought for a 1,000 of years
1: Right And I just When we talk about the word orthodoxy and, we would t- and when we talk about orthopraxy on top of that And we just think of like We would learn so much if we were just honest with ourselves in saying we're not actually following the same building blocks anymore.
0: Huh. Well, I love that. I think, that's, you know? I think that, that honesty is kind of where you have to start out. Um, and I think one thing just to make very clear is that we're all approaching this from a sense of curiosity and oh, yeah. eagerness and reverence. We're not we're not looking into things to make fun of them. We're looking into this because we find this interesting. Yeah. And um, to anyone who's listening to this, who's like, "Hey, I'll turn on this podcast with the with the bourbon on it." Um, we're not doing this to offend you or anyone else. That's yeah. not the the purpose of this. Is not to um, <laughs> blaspheme or anything like that. This is to look into maybe another perspective than you've heard before. Because uh-huh. because we're gonna be saying a lot of things that a lot of A lot of churches don't like to talk about because honestly because it casts doubt that they're right about everything Uh, because it opens up this world of possibility that maybe there are just lots of ways to see existence and even religion from this specific part of the world that originated at this specific time maybe there's more than one perspective Um,
1: right yeah and i think there's a the beautiful part of that like I just mentioned Second Temple Judaism like that didn't start until about 70 years before Jesus hmm. um, and that was after the Babylonian captivity and it wasn't until the Babylonian captivity that in I think it was Jeremiah um, that they decided to put in and I say that Sentence, knowing exactly what it sounds like they decided to put in to that book Jeremiah that they were no longer a monolatrous religion but they were a monotheistic religion hmm. so they no longer believed that there were multiple gods and only one was worthy <laughs> bless you they believed that only one God exists. So there is an absolute trajectory that they went on that was thousands of years of believing that there were multiple gods, but only one of them deserved their worship. It was the God that chose Abraham. It was the God that went through Moses. It was the God that gave the law. Bless you. And, you know, when we talk about the plagues, um, one thing that Pete Enns goes into great detail about, which is great, is that basically in that narrative, and I'm going to use the word because I want people to understand that it's okay to think this way. In that narrative of myth, that. Go ahead and sneeze. I got
0: it. Hold <laughs> it Held in it.
1: Okay. Uh, that in that narrative of myth, that. And that just means that it's okay to believe that Moses. Probably was a real person, but everything written down in Exodus might not have actually happened the way that it says it does. Um, it might be a bunch of stories collected and put together and created into a truthful theological claimed myth, which is okay. Are we? Are we cool? Yeah, definitely. So, Y'all
0: cool with that? That's yeah. Awesome about that. Um, I
1: like the I like the plagues though. They're pretty dope. They are pretty <laughs> dope. Uh, but. It also raises the question of: Does a good God go into an entire uh, an entire people group and kill all of their sons, nah, I, I <laughs> their first point like, sons? Nah, I just like uh, the plague.
0: pretty, The plagues are pretty cool. I, I'm not I mean, of the ethics of it.
1: I send the pestilence into into your house, into your bed. And dun, 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 dun. What is this? That's the Prince of Egypt.
0: I haven't seen the Prince of Egypt in so long.
1: Oh God, we have to watch it. Um, so. We can do a
3: live podcast recording of it. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Uh,
1: (laughs) But, where was I? Um, So in the plagues, um, Pete Denz goes into this, but he talks about how each of the ten plagues recognized ten of Egypt's gods. And basically, Yahweh, the God of Israel, was saying, I am above all of these because I can take control at any time that I want. Mm. And so that's making a theological claim that God is God. Um, that God is above all other things. He is the creator. He is the beginning and the end. Whatever. Anything that comes after him is... Fleh. So, like... To look at that and to think... You know the Jews at that point? Those Israelites that were enslaved they probably did believe in all of those Egyptian gods that they existed, that they were real. But they chose to worship Yahweh above them. And that's not scary (laughs) to think about when you look at it from kind of this point of view that is this non- brain, non-intellectual way, and I'm sounding so pretentious right now, but (laughs) this, this, like, this blind faith version of orthodoxy that says, like, you can only believe that one God exists when in reality, the basis of our entire faith is not based on that.
3: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not saying that I believe in multiple gods. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, to ask the questions and to look at this from that framework, it's goofy to say that, oh, well, as soon as you ask that question, your entire faith is going to be blown down and shredded, you know? So, like, Ken Ham will not ask this question because he believes that if you don't believe that Noah's Ark was real, then <laughs> you don't believe the gospel. <laughs>
0: It's funny because um, in in the ark in the ark encounter it has this phrase on the wall with a serpent entangling the whole thi- thing in like evil mm-hmm. letters. It says, "If I can convince them that I'm not real, like the ark isn't real, I can convince them that heaven and hell aren't real." Good lord!
3: This the worst thing I've ever heard. It, it's
0: just it's the the most manipulative, stupid bullshit. And
1: and that's the that's that is the. That's the rub of it. Like, as soon as you believe that maybe there is a bunch of other gods besides Yahweh or besides God the Father of the Trinity, then I love Rob Bell and Velvet Elvis when he talks about how your theology needs to be a trampoline rather than a brick wall, where like as soon as you remove one of the bottom bricks, the whole brick wall falls down. Instead, it needs to be a trampoline where if you're jumping on it, it just bends. If you ask questions, it's just bending. But you've still got that platform of solidity. And so.
0: And I think he's actually kind of a great example of that. Just like Rob Bell and all, <laughs> all the stuff that he does. Because it's yeah. like he is, he is completely off the deep end in terms of just like listening to him talk. It's like yep. the dude is so far gone. But like the dude is just like spiritually happy in a way that I feel like most people are spiritual just simply are not
2: <laughs>
1: yep and that and i think there's so much there's so much hesitancy and this is another thing pete Enns talks about he actually wrote a book called the sin of certainty um and it's hmm. basically about how people are convinced that certainty is a spiritual virtue
3: certainty just doesn't exist Right, <laughs> and like it's
1: I will lie. say, it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will say because I am convinced of Jesus, because I am convinced of the love of Jesus, who is the incarnate God in my belief. That the only, the only certainty there is, is that the incarnation of Jesus proved that God is love everything else is subject to speculation.
3: I have something to add to um, as far as what you were saying earlier about the multiple gods. I think that people are just bad at remembering when you're reading, I mean, any historical text or really anything in general. You need to have some kind of framework for understanding the culture and the... Mm -hmm. Like of whoever wrote it and the time period and whatever and just because that was how the culture was back then doesn't mean... It, it doesn't have to like challenge what you believe in now. And also that's the reason that faith can't be static because things are always right. going to change. You know what I mean? And yep. it doesn't make sense that those people with those completely different cultural experiences would believe in the same things as us because we haven't experienced any of the same things at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't make any sense. And so like there are certain things that maybe can be more consistent than others, but It's just going to shift with the way the world shifts. That's just how being a person is.
1: Culture may change but the word of God never will. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: but even the word your of interpretation God interpretation will. Like it even if you don't think you're being biased when you're interpreting mm-hmm. it, you are because you can't separate yourself from those experiences just like yeah. if you go to another cuz I'm just thinking about going to other countries too. If you go to another country, you don't even realize like the biases you have until you go somewhere else
1: mm-hmm. and
3: they just view the world differently. And so just to feel like that in modern times between places add on to that hundreds and or thousands of years like that's crazy
1: <laughs> and that's uh, another uh talking point that we can talk about in a different podcast but uh when they say the word of god never changes they're talking about a book and we're talking about Jesus
3: yeah huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that, really good point we're saying something
0: yeah they're talking about like the 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 systematic beliefs mm-hmm. the um yeah yeah and, and just the whole like the whole concept of systematic theology um, it's interesting. I saw, uh, I'm forgetting which philosopher said this, but said basically systematic theology is it, that it, it's the religious person's way uh, to feel as though the the world is explainable. Yeah. Th- that is like, th- that is its ultimate water.
3: Nice. <laughs> hydrated. I just want to say, Derek
0: just took out a a gallon of water and just took a sip directly from it.
3: It's actually
1: legitimately a gallon water. It's a gallon of water. I'm not kidding. I didn't just
0: say that. He took out a whole gallon just (laughs) unscrewed it and just, you know, right down. Ah! But, like, I I think the problem with systematic theology is that it's always, it is built to be a brick wall and not a trampoline. Yep. You know something interesting? Um, Elohim, or rather, El, Elohim is the um I mean the, the title of God, you know, used a I lot was waiting
1: here. for you to bring this into it.
0: That that L <laughs> is you can literally look this up online. This is not difficult to find information. You can look
3: this up on the internet. On the internet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: obviously it's true.
3: Go google.com.
0: <laughs> but was just like a god from the Canaanite pantheon. Yep. It's just one just it was he was I think want to say their war god and they're like god one and one of their head gods that was taken on and there, I mean the thing is if you look this up you also find a lot of Christian attempts to explain this they said oh uh, this was simply the real God's use of another God's name just to show that, <laughs> that he's the real God instead of just saying why not oh just- like
1: you mean like the psalm that was actually written for Baal and then brought into the scriptures to uh, yeah talk about Yahweh
0: yeah but also you know the whole like Behold, behold, he comes riding on the clouds.
1: I hate you so so much for bringing this into
0: that. What is that? Okay, it's called Days Days of of Elijah. Freaking Elijah. (laughs) Days of Elijah. It is one of the most fundamental, I would
3: say,
1: and horrendous ccm uh, songs of the 2000s you guys
3: have nothing on our catholic hymns i just have to say that catholic hymns are beautiful catholic hymns slap they really do they slap. really do and they're so
0: like unproblematic you know what i mean they're never just they never say weird things like um your fragrance is intimate that's that's a, that's shit that our songs your say.
1: love is extravagant uh,
3: sounds God. very sexually repressed God, really <laughs> sorry jared
1: sorry jared <laughs>
0: We're just shitting on, on Jared right now. We Jared, love you, Jared. Listening, oh we do god. love you, and I'm very sorry. But Days of Elijah. <laughs> so, uh, behold, he comes riding on the clouds. Cloud rider, the one who rides on the clouds, was a title of Baal. That was a title yeah. of Baal, yeah. Like, you have all of these things Who's that Baal? just kind of show. Uh, Baal is another, um, was that Canaanite?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, Baal, Baal was the Canaanite god.
0: Um, but like Baal and Asherah were, were their like, main god and goddess. And basically their entire uh, Baal was like the sky god and Asher was like a pole and basically they were like fucking the sky. That was their like um like riddle fertility worship thing and it's riddle me dumb. this <laughs> there's cool.
1: another Bible for normal people podcast that talks about how the Israelites actually some of them believed that God, Yahweh, had a girlfriend.
0: I would like to know more about this.
1: (laughs) Let me see if I can find it. There's like 300 episodes. I want to
0: meet God's GF. I want to hear about this.
3: She's goth. Goth GF.
1: (laughs)
0: She's
3: goth.
0: uh, The God's big kitty goth GF. (laughs) Oh,
1: stop. I love it. Uh,
0: But but like, El was a different god, as was Baal. But all of these different gods were worshipped at some point. Okay, I just need to jump in
3: and say that uh, I took like one scripture class for a semester once and I don't know any of these people you're talking about. So you don't <laughs> just need take to. that with a grain so, of salt. The just only one that you need more. to talk about
1: <laughs> is Molech <laughs> and Mammon because those are the two that Republicans Ooh. worship.
3: Okay, oh, I've never fuck. heard of
0: them. You're going to have to explain that one. I don't know much about Molech. I only know Mammon, but I do know. Uh, I mean.
1: Molech. Well, I guess you could say Molech is the one that uh, Democrats worship, and Mammon's the ones that <laughs> Republicans worship. Because Molech was the one who wanted dead babies, and then <laughs> Mammon is the one who wanted a lot of money. Mo- Mammon was the one who wanted a lot of money.
0: Daddy Molek, oh my god! <laughs> you, you I know. could be completely. Wrong. I think also, I'm just bullshitting you guys. Key but... of Solomon, um, you're thinking of the Lesser Key of Solomon. That's the one that has all the kings of hell in it. And you know who's a... also a, ki- a king of hell? Mammon.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's one Mammon of them. Is, also... is that the Democrat or the Republican? So,
0: that's a Republican one. Okay. That's a Republican
1: one. Uh, but anyway, but like, yeah, you can actually find a lot, and this is kind of where we'll go into what you were going to talk about, Megan. A yes. lot of the lesser gods underneath Yahweh are what turned into our modern presupposition of demons. Hell
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, they either became names of God, just like, like, hallelujah has L in it, and Yah, which is, like, part of Yahweh, you know? Yeah. Which is, like, and Yahweh what's is... L. L yeah. is... The letter? El. It is one of the names of God used in the Old Testament, but also, if you look at how it's used, you can easily read it as just though saying, oh, okay, the Israelites worshipped more than one God, one of them whose name was El. Oh. Yeah,
1: so, like, you have El Roy, El Ohim. El ya something. Um, Israel. Israel. To struggle with God. Wow. So, like, El is basically like how we would say God and Muslims would say Allah. Same deity. Okay. Just different names. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are not the same deity. Gonna get canceled. Uh, I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> Uh, my
0: god's got a son named jesus
1: <laughs> that's that's my king uh,
3: <laughs> i like all of your accents there. tom
1: i just saw the most trauma-filled face i've ever seen you do when i said <laughs> that quote do you know what i'm talking about
0: i'm like a hundred degrees right now i think i have a <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I am a toasty you boy. Actually right are. Now. Oh do you god.
1: remember that though? That whole—I mean, it still makes me cry to this day. Oh, I do. But that whole sermon—oh gosh, <laughs> we won't talk about it because I respect it too much. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, where were we were going with that? With the whole like—you even have like any culture that. A that a basis line is that the thought and theology of God can progress and grow and our understanding of God can change even though God doesn't change mm-hmm. I think that's the big piece that people don't understand yeah. is that they're like God never changes, or the Word of God never changes. It's like, well, yeah, but we do. Exactly. And so we, as a people, and as a human race, people don't understand how insignificantly small we are, <laughs> and how even in this time of like technological advances and blah blah blah, we're still pretty dumb when it comes to the cosmic universe. Oh, for like, sure. We have no idea what is out there.
0: Aliens, like, that's m- what's out there The answer is always aliens that are coming to kill us Oh my god We, we really just <laughs> shat all over her friend's happiness last night
3: Oh we, my god, we, we did talk about this last night And my friends got so upset <laughs> we, we
0: all went out to uh, to a brewery last night uh-huh. And we were talking about how Odds are, aliens do exist And the reason we haven't seen them Is because they've wiped out all of the other little guys And there's one race that's just gonna come Yeet us into oblivion One of these days when, when we get too smart and I thought Lauren was going to start crying. Lauren looked like and she was th- going
3: to cry, and I was like, Lauren, that's so cool, because we're going to know that the aliens exist, and so that's are, a good hey, way to And odds are, are really die. good
0: at killing really fast by now, so you're yeah. just going to be gone. are death to star know. us. And odds, star
3: are, odds are,
1: yeah. odds are, Tom, if you want to take us into this a little bit, what are the odds <laughs> that the Nephilim...
0: Yes! I'm waiting for this one.
1: <laughs> what are the odds that... The gods, lowercase G, the sons of God, that again in the progression of all that is humanity, were basically smaller gods.
0: I'm totally okay with ancient aliens with with lesser gods with all of this. So, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna read the passage here because I got to pull up a. So, so Genesis six, when human beings began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose (coughs) (laughs) you. And uh,
1: this is how we got Goliath.
0: And, And then we got, um, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterward, when the sons of God went into the daughters of humans and had children by them, uh, they were the heroes of old men of renown. Let's discuss that. Because I remember, like, always hearing that. I was hearing from the Nephilim, and it's like, oh, the sons of God—they're just talking about like men, talking about like dudes, which is like stupid when you actually read it out loud. And mm. it's Especially because like,
3: they're saying human women, but not human men. Yeah, these are not <laughs> human men.
0: These are like, like these guys are. Um, I mean, there there are a few different um, ways, like ways to look at this. The um,
1: they are huge, jacked men.
3: So. These girls are marrying aliens. That's the only way.
0: Girls, but, okay. But, <laughs> but, but but really th- marry aliens. Can we talk about that? Can, but but here's the thing. If, if you're a weird okay. guy out there, you have hope. So. These girls married aliens, and they were okay. cool with it.
1: But here's the thing.
3: Assume. Yeah, we don't know that.
1: What if, and I'm not equating God and aliens. <laughs> Good you're, start. You're what really,
0: if? You're really ancient aliens I see you right now.
1: I watched that show, man. I it it. <laughs> I am not saying that I believe any or even a minute detail of what that show says. What I but, am saying. But. What I mean is. <laughs> what if just like in the mystery of God, God's self. Everything that we think we know about some type of extraterrestrial life forms is an absolute and abundant mystery to our finite dumbass humanity brains that the Nephilim very well could have been sons of God in some weird way of like they were just these giant dudes that everyone was like, oh, God must have fucked and made one of them. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but like because we 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 did say like there was a very strongly held belief that god had a girlfriend so even
0: I like, love, like god had like a girlfriend not like anything else like um, not even like a mistress not a wife a, not a wife but a girlfriend <laughs> a girlfriend like they like went to go to the soda parlor together, me and God hey, went to the movie. They theory. didn't.
1: They didn't have that contract. They were sinning. Just me and God at the soda parlor together, enjoying uh, the chocolate melt. But you know what? I, like if if everybody listening trials, and and you two, if <laughs> God, if everyone listening could just go there with me in a non in a non judgmental, non presuppositional place not saying that we believe in what the words are that are coming out of my mouth not saying any of these things just
0: you're, imagine you're not saying this at all i'm not hearing you right now
1: okay good so just like this whole entire conversation we are not saying that we believe that there are thousands of gods I'm and the god that we believe in that is jesus is just the better one we're I'm not saying that, that. Are we you do believe
3: that? in aliens, though we are saying that. I
0: okay. absolutely believe in aliens. Megan and I, we are pro alien folk.
1: I think oh, I might be too. I just don't know enough. Uh, I'm oh, not like oh, a Tom DeLonge. I'll send you some stuff. I'm not like a Blink 182 alien apologist. You really should be. You should get <laughs> no. there. But okay, just we're okay. We're gonna come back. <laughs> we're circling back. <laughs> what I mean is. If we could just have some damn humility in the way that we think about things, Mm -hmm. these questions shouldn't scare us because in the ultimate reality of who Jesus was, whether he was a freaking alien like ancient aliens say... Or whatever it was, he had some. And Moses' staff was some type of ancient alien technology. Wait, is that and a thing? All of is is that, that the is a show? thing. And then Ezekiel, watch the, show. the wheels that like spin in the, the sky, the wheels that spin in the sky with Ezekiel were actually UFOs. Whatever so we're the, like the, the eyes yes. and like the <gasps> whatever oh, the whatever that. the hell <laughs> that those things should not scare us because ultimately. The ultimate theological claim of Christianity is to love God and love neighbor. Yeah, nothing changes. And so, that. nothing changes. The, the, or, the that.
0: orthopraxy, orthopraxis, whatever you want to call it, never really shifts. Because the point is, no. like, okay, have you heard what Augustine had to say about communion? I'm serious. This is going somewhere. Uh, Probably, if you remind me. At some point. But so, um,. And I thought this was awesome. This is shortly before. So, by the way, I'm Catholic now. Hey, yeah, uh, you got officially. I am. Hey, I'm, you,
1: uh, you got, you got catacombed.
0: I, I, I got catacombed on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I got the Italian last name. I got the Roman Catholic thing. I got it all going for me now. Man, but, you're good. Um, yeah, I'm all set to go. You're a, uh,
1: you're a spicy little meatball.
0: Yes, very, very spi- spicy meatball. Um, But shortly before uh, I took my first communion, I was going through like my RCIA class, and one of the things that um, that they did was they read what Saint Augustine had to say about communion, Mm -hmm. and he said, "So we know that we are Christ's body, and we know that we also know that that uh, communion is Christ's body." And obviously, for Catholics, I mean, we take that very literally in Christ's body. Uh, but he says, and if we know that we are going to be eating Christ's body, we know that we are taking all of each other into ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that that picture of it's like, we are acknowledging that we are all one another and each of us contains the other person. Right. And like, everyone is in everyone else and we all have the responsibility to take care of each other. Yes. But like... If- <laughs> <laughs> ignoring all of the very deeply like man augustine it's been a while since he got laid and then that uh ignoring all of that I he had
1: enough before he converted man you know that's augustine like,
0: absolutely fucked like the dude like like saint augustine st augustine whatever you want to call him the dude like is known to have had like many many children just in random places like the dude got around oh my God. and then, and just, then like, his
1: mom had a conversation with him <laughs>
0: And then he became a priest. And, and then he became
1: saint. one of the greatest, most important saints of the entire Christian era. The dude ethic. had
0: all these kids. <laughs> oh, also, he was black. Also, he was, like, African. No oh, yeah, he was African. Northern. He was, like, he was like Northern a really African. cool saint. And he was, like, black and wow. also an absolute player.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> and here's, here's, the, uh, here's the David Bentley heart in me, which if you all have... Never heard of David Bentley Hart. He's an Eastern Orthodox theologian who is just the master of the theological insult. He says, it's such a shame that Augustine, or Augustine, he'd probably say Augustine, was one of the greatest minds that Christianity ever had because he had such a terrible translation of the Bible. Huh. <laughs> By the way, my... uh my beautiful pregnant wife just walked into the room from work. Hi, Miranda. Hi. They say hi. Hello. She says hello.
3: Tell her I hope she's feeling better. You okay? Oh. She's feeling pretty bad. That's what I saw she posted. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, so be praying for my wife, all of you strangers who are listening to this. Especially you, James. James. Uh, Pray for Miranda, James um anyway sorry about all the stuff
0: i said james said a lot of words yeah no. you haven't heard me say those words before james said a lot of really bad very offensive words james and i promise that i'm still a good person james thank you james Goodness.
1: uh so so anyway if we can because megan i really want to hear what you have what you have found out this past week um i don't know how, I, I don't know how it
3: relates to this at she's all got so some good
1: stuff no, I think it's going to relate really well, because like I said at the beginning, that first duh moment of realizing that theology has changed and it has never been the same, yeah even systematically, that that duh moment led to so many more duh moments for me, because I was allowed to duh myself,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like you couldn't duh yourself until after marriage.
3: Tom, I knew you were gonna say that. I was waiting for it.
1: Tom, we should now make it viral that duh is just another way of saying fuck. Okay. Let's do it. So 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 like, hey bro hey bro, we gonna duh tonight?
0: Hey, bro! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> like, like each other? Uh, other,
2: no.
1: other people. No, that's, you got to figure that out. Just like all of, all this theology crap, we got to figure it out, man. Wow, we'll it's figure con- it out. It's together, contextual. Though. We're gonna have a lot of we're gonna have a lot of dumb moments. It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> All like, right, but I, anyway,
0: I I, I, I can okay, feel yeah. the little little uh, hamster running on the wheel inside my brain. Had to go get water when you said that. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but right now you have a hamster wheel in your brain. My brain is the uh, genetically engineered pig from Family Guy that Stewie makes, and he's like jacked and steroided up, and he's like <laughs> boink. That's what's in my brain right now. That's about to punch the That's theoretical amazing. Brian of your face.
0: Well, you may have. Uh, pigs in your brain. But you know, um what else likes pigs? Uh demons. Yeah. Megan,
1: take it away. <laughs> take it away,
3: Megan. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, I don't know and this is what I wanted to start out with because I don't actually know what like Protestant Churches teach about this because I'm. I thought that we were the only ones who believed in demons. I could be wrong.
1: Oh, girl, have you ever been or ever heard no. of the Pentecostal the Church? Case.
3: No, <laughs> that's why I wanted to know the difference. And what are what you gonna say? Continue. No, I just I just wanted to know like what you guys grew up learning. I guess because it's interesting because <sighs> like
0: Protestants can take the whole concept of the demonic very broadly. And very specifically. Like, yeah. definitely the the concept that there are demonic dark forces that are out to get you, I mean, is very prevalent. Mm-hmm. However, in some circles, it can be the, the idea that, like, time you sin or do something that's not nice, it's because a demon made you do it or catch you to do Lord. it. it you, oh, yeah, it's intense. Or, like, basically,
1: I mean, uh, Protestants don't want to account for personal accountability.
0: No, never. Oh.
1: Unless. You're talking about total depravity. Because then everything you do is demonic because you yourself are basically the equivalent of a demon.
3: What? Yeah. So they don't... It's not like a considered just like an entity no. that you need to get rid I of. Like, that's you the know reason what I mean? why I like
0: the whole Catholic um, and, and the whole... And really just like... The Catholic and also like any movie you see is kind of from this Catholic perspective. Oh, they're deeply that, Catholic. Yeah, yeah, like the conjuring movies are basically faith-based movies, and I will stand yeah, by this. They actually
2: are. <laughs> okay, but I'm definitely so I'm gonna talk I'm gonna
3: talk about that, don't worry. <laughs> Thank God, I'm so excited. <laughs> um
0: But it's interesting because like they have this concept of like these are there are specific demons that are doing something specifically evil and like mm-hmm. uh, right. um that's that's trying to cause Destruction and evil and death and suffering and stuff on Earth. However, like it's interesting. I feel like the Protestant concept of demons—they're the ones who are trying to kind of fool you into doing something bad without realizing it. Like that is
3: so. It's sort of it's sort of the equivalent of just like a passing bad influence, not like it is being possessed by something. Yes, it is exactly
1: what Kaiser Soze says in the usual suspects the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was convincing us that he doesn't exist. Okay. So, basically the Protestant, at least from where I came from, is because they were pre-millennial, Satan has free reign on Earth right now. Right. He's free, he's on Earth somewhere in a physical form. And he basically has all of these minions everywhere, and it's the third of the angels that fell from heaven
2: Mm -hmm.
1: during the, quote-unquote, fall of Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And Lucifer is the same as Satan, but that's not always been the collective standpoint.
0: Yeah, for real. Okay, the whole, like, Lucifer is Satan thing, it literally doesn't even say that in the Bible. Right,
1: And in Job, Hasatan just means the accuser. And... That doesn't mean the actual entity of the fallen angel Lucifer, which only appears in like one passage of scripture in Isaiah. And then the rest of that is from the book of Enoch, which is not in our canonical scripture. It is only in the Apocrypha. Yeah. So, and that's what Peter and Jude and all of them pull from. And yet we didn't put it in our scripture. Anyway our as in the protestant me y'all are catholic you might have it um, but ah, yeah so that's but that's how that's how all of this blends together is like all of what so like job which is considered to be one of the oldest at least like the oldest uh, what's the word chronologically mm-hmm. written book of the bible that council that god meets with is considered to be the council of heaven those are all of the gods that we've been talking about
0: ooh so hey, do you know anything from job no job is the weirdest book so it could, is, can we go on like a little tangent about job here yeah job so is uh, so strange
1: here is kind of the the base level of job i believe that it is absolutely a mythological story I don't believe Job was a real person. It's incredibly and if he difficult was, to
0: read it as a, yeah. a historical story.
1: It's almost entirely written in poetry, so it's a lot like oh, the wow. Iliad. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, like, the Hebrew, like, kind of... It's just it's a literary style that you that you can't read in its original form and say, yeah, this is a true historical account. Um there's, and there's a lot of things that go into that, and people will get mad at me for not going into it, but I'm not going to go into it. Um, but basically, God is kind of like, and Pete ends also goes into this in the same uh, podcast I was talking about, but... He ends, and he says, like, he's kind of, God is kind of like the CEO of the company. He walks in, sits down, and all of the other CEOs and all of the other, like, executives are in the room. Like, what's he going to talk about? What's he going to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. And then he sits down and he says, so I've got this guy, Job. And he's a great guy. He's just the best. He's the best guy I've got. He's faithful. He's loyal. He's the greatest dude that... Ever roam the earth. He's awesome. He's whatever. And Hasatan, who is a part of this heavenly council, comes in and says, Well, that's just because you've given him everything he's ever wanted. It's yeah, Job is a rich this rich guy.
0: He's got a ton of awesome kids. He's got, got, a got a like wife 10 loves kids. Him a
1: lot. He's wealthy. He's rich. Yeah. He's had a perfect life. Whatever. And Satan is like, yeah, let me do some shit to him and let's see if he stays, you know,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go ruin his life and let's <laughs> see if he really likes you that much. Like, basically, yeah. like, this guy, he's so rich, wow. he's got everything he wanted. What if I just ruined him? He wouldn't love you anymore. Wow. He only likes you because you've given we'll him cool it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, that being the basis of Job and us talking about, like, these, these other heavenly entities and then Yahweh being kind of the top Dog of all of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When we look at that name, Hositon, it's not actually a given name. It's a title to a character.
3: Right.
1: So it's like saying that, like, Megan is the scientist of the three of us.
3: Let's see what Tom, scientist is
0: in Greek.
1: Yeah. Tom <laughs> is the.
0: Whatever it's I am.
1: Italian stress eater of the group.
0: Fabulous.
1: <laughs> I am the Irish, the dumbass piece of shit that I am. Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a title. It's not a name. Right, right, and right. And so um, when we look at kind of what you're talking about, and I promise everyone this Scientist is coming full is circle.
0: Scientist is Ha or Epistemonas.
1: Ha Epistemonas.
3: Isn't that cool? That's me.
1: Epistemologist. Yeah. Uh At but so all of this coming back to what we were talking about with you, Megan. Yes and I I will shut up for the rest of the time, I promise, because I really want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> these th- things that we attribute quote unquote evil to these demonic whatever you want to call it, all of that stuff. In the Hebrew Scripture specifically God actually addresses Those questions Um, I can't remember If it's in the Psalms I'll have to look it up later Um, I promise I prepare it I just never write anything down Uh, Basically he comes to It might actually be in Job He comes to this heavenly dwelling And he's basically saying To these lower entities That some people would call demonic presences because it's a distortion of the good god that we believe in mm-hmm. some other people would call them completely other deities that were just deities that the hebrews believed in and they were just bottom bottom uh dwelling whatever's below yahweh he basically says how long are y'all not going to just how long are you all not going to practice justice how long are you going to let evil preside and win over the oppressed how long are you going to let all of these terrible things happen to the people that i love specifically the jewish people the israelites Mm -hmm. how long are you going to let this happen because i've given you a job and you're not doing it so it's really interesting because a lot of what protestant people would call demonic is at least the people that i'm kind of on board with the systematic issues that we're talking about when it comes to like the systematic abuse of our um brothers and sisters and siblings of color when it comes to the treatment of um people who have been cheated out of their money or cheated out of their homes We talk about the Israeli Israeli occupation of Palestine and, like, all these other things. And those things, because they are a distortion of good and they are what we would call evil, which we talked about this a few podcasts ago, that evil doesn't actually exist. It's just a distortion of good. That is what they would...
0: That's also very Augustinian of us. Just want to acknowledge that. It is.
1: That is what... (laughs) It's actually... uh, origin. I think oh, no. he was the one that Augustine I as
0: well. Augustine also said that only good yeah. exists. Um, evil is just a distortion of the good. So yep. evil doesn't exist. That, that exactly. Was like, Augustine too. I, I looked this up last night. I was okay. like, I wonder who said that. Nice. Nice. That's, that's why I'm on Augustine kick right now.
1: Uh-huh. Um, but basically, demoniac presences are just a distortion of what a good presence would be. So a good presence would be generosity. It would be justice. It would be equity. It would be all those things. So, a demonic picture of that would be dare I say it? Extreme capitalism. It would be. uh, Dare you say it? How dare I say it? Uh, It would be greed. It would be, you know, all of these other things taking advantage of people. And so, I think whether they like it or not, Protestant, the Protestant view of it would be more of a systematic view of it rather than a, this person is possessed by a demon.
3: Oh my gosh, that's so different. It, it's interesting
0: because it's like, there is definitely like, um, on the positive side of, um, of, of that Protestant way of seeing it, that and reminds me of Rob Bell's definition of sin. He says he, says he thinks it's, it's folly to ever dismiss that sin exists, as, yeah. as a lot of uh, progressives do. Um, uh, because he says like sin is, sin is all around us. Like sin is, um, all of those things, all those demonic things that like, in the Protestant mindset, they've called demonic. Um, he's like, like obviously sin exists. Cause look at all these things. Um, cause he's, but however, he would not, uh, take a lot of like, the whole, like saying the Lord's name in vain. All of these as being sins that are like referring to sin with
1: like a big S, you know? Cause there, are, like, there are, there are cultural sins too. So like- Exactly. Us, me saying the word "fuck" is a sin in certain oh. other places, but it's not when I'm with you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I
0: think that's because yeah, our, our boy John Roller, he he's all about hey. like he's he's all about context, and he's all about mm-hmm. like, in what context are you doing something, and like, are you doing something that is intended to offend for no purpose other than to offend, or is it actually trying to make a statement about something for the purpose of justice? It's like. Uh, like sinfulness of something is everything to do with both the intentions and the outcomes summed. And I think he's got some really interesting ideas on that. Maybe he'll write a book on that one day. I sure hope he does. I hope so. (laughs) Um, But all all that to say, I think that although there's obviously a lot of negative to seeing the demonic as this kind of amorphous thing that is evil, I think the positive of it is that it gives us really fantastic um, language to talk about things that are really, fucked up like like i mean especially when you're saying like with the um, uh, uh, um with, with i would the-
3: really like some time to talk after this because yeah. i want to share what i researched
0: oh yeah okay <laughs> but, but all that i think that i think you've, you've shown that there's definitely a negative and there can be a positive to that kind of use of the word demonic
1: mm-hmm. megan I'm going to cut you off again just to tell you that I wore my nightmare before Christmas pajamas. Oh,
3: those are awesome. (laughs) Just because
1: you were going to talk about demons and ghosts.
3: Thank you. Very exciting. No, I got nothing. Okay, I can go. So the way that you're probably aware of this, but the way that we view this is completely different. And actually, it sounds kind of jarring to hear you calling, I don't know, like a passing influence demonic. Cause it sounds sort of, I'm like, Oh, that's like kind of dramatic or you shouldn't say that. Cause that's <laughs> not what that is. You know what I mean? Like it's like a very serious, it's just a very serious thing to us, I guess. And I'm also going to preface this with saying that I've just been really obsessed with the paranormal since I can remember. And I didn't really realize until I got Same. older that that was deeply Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Like ob- obsessed with it. Um, and I've always just sort of had weird experiences with it anyway. Um, seeing ghosts and stuff but w- I won't get into that um anyway I so mean, we could yeah we could <laughs> so with that and then just um I'm
1: gonna take the next 20 minutes to talk about a dream that <laughs> I had once about no I'm just kidding
0: <laughs>
3: I have uh she's about
0: to come through the screen to
1: kick <laughs> <your ass>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she would at least she'd be able to hug me afterwards
3: oh I know um, no, I had dreams like when I was a kid where I would see relatives that I never met and then tell my mom about it and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah. And I'll have dreams that predict things. It's kind of freaky. Um, she's a me prophetess. A she me. <laughs> yeah. she's a, a, oh, I did see, I did see Tom before I met him actually, which is really
1: You're a prophetess really scary. girl.
3: Yeah. I, I had a dream like, I don't know, like almost a full year before we met and I like saw what he looked like.
0: You got to oh say my what my it was. God. It's so cool.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I was like at a house or something and then there was like someone in a, like a car pulled up and like, I knew who it was. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I know that's my, like my person is in this car and like the window rolled down and I could just tell like dark curly hair and dark eyes. That's all I I got. And then we talked and it was kind of like, Oh, like this is coming soon, but you're not ready for it yet. And I just was like, okay. And then I had you another. Damn
1: right, Tom wasn't ready yeah. for it
3: yet. And then <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew Tom a year before you met him.
3: Yep. yeah. He was
1: not ready <laughs> in no way. In no way. I was
0: worse. He was making you know? me wait. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then I had, and then I had You've a been dream. More with me
0: than you. you yeah. Know this.
3: And then I had a dream again about it, um, like a month before we met. So it was wow. weird. Yep. That's and dope. it was, yeah, it was like the same, same kind of thing. So anyway, um, so I like paranormal stuff a lot, and uh, the Catholic. So I did a lot of research about this. Um, this. I'm so ready. So I guess I can explain what demonic possession is and the stages of it, and then I'm going to talk about um, like the way the church approaches exorcisms and kind of you yeah. know like the rules, the criteria, the rights uh, and like our attitude about it. And then the other thing that I just wanted to mention, because ghosts are sort of tangential to this, like spirits, um, and the church acknowledges the existence of demons and has exorcists, and we have a right for it and everything, a sacramental right. Um, But with ghosts, they just won't really say anything. (laughs) They're like, we're not saying this isn't true. We're not going to say it's true. They just sort of don't mess with it. So So interesting,
1: because I think of like purgatory, like...
3: Yeah, I think that just they also just know with if you're going to acknowledge demons like that kind of opens the door to that possibility. But from what I read, there's not an official like doctrine about it at all.
1: There's the key word.
3: Yeah, exactly. So I think I think they know. So anyway, um, these are the stages of demonic activity. And these are the things that the church will look for if they're considering doing an exorcism. So there's a whole process where you have to like get this approved and get a priest to come do an official exorcism. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Can I guess them? Yeah. I'm so excited. Do you know? Them? <laughs> Oppression.
3: Yes, that's one of them.
1: Uh possession. Yeah. Infestation.
3: Yep. Let's go. There you go. Oh, shoot. Sure. <laughs> How did you do that? Because of, they it say it order, plainly
1: but. on The Conjuring. <laughs> they do
3: say it in The Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a demonic possession, this is good to know. If you start to notice this stuff going on in your house, then you probably need to reach out to a priest. <laughs> so this is my guide. But only
1: if you're Catholic.
3: <laughs> only if you're, well, actually, no, because I did read that too. Did they change it? Yeah. So I'll, I'll go into that too. Um <sighs> But so stage one is called infestation and this is the usual haunted house stuff. So disembodied voices, footsteps, objects moving around. Um, it doesn't harm anybody. It's just sort of like poltergeist-ish activity. And then step two is oppression. So that's when people start to feel really depressed, really anxious. They'll start to notice like mental health changes and which is also a big part of this that I will talk about um they'll start to notice yeah mental health changes maybe physical illness maybe like scratch marks that's really common especially things in threes so like three scratch marks three whatever yeah yep um, which is why you don't say I a demon's name three times. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, great introductions to this topic, especially the, especially the Nun movie, which I'm also going to mention. God, oh. God.
0: <laughs> the nun oh, I will, we will talk about if the Nun. If you are someone who believes in, like, Jesus or Christianity of any Go kind watch the nun. and you see the Nun, you're going to feel so good. It, yeah, it, it,
3: you're going to be it's like, a it's a badass. It's badass. I, I just,
1: <laughs> I think of and this is just a complete vanity thing. I think of one of the most popular tweets that I've ever tweeted. And it was when the Conjuring the Conjuring 2 came out and I was like the Conjuring 2 did this to me. I am afraid of nuns, dark corners and nuns in dark corners.
3: <laughs> oh that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. <clears throat> The third movie, third movie, fourth movie, whatever it is, third movie. Oh, it's coming out, June. It comes out, in a, yeah, in a couple weeks. Maybe are we, com- are
1: we, are y'all coming down to watch it with me? Oh
3: my God, we should do that. Well, that's an amazing Let's do idea. that, yeah.
1: The devil made me do it.
3: Oh, I'm so, did you see the trailer? It looks so yes. good. Oh my God. Very worried for Lorraine. Down. Yeah, let's come do down. it. Down. Let's oh, do okay. it. I would love to. I would love to do that. This is a great idea. Movie night
1: we'll talk about it all right keep going okay okay
0: (laughs) we will discuss this is happening in the in real time in real life for all of the listeners out here
3: um (laughs) so step one infestation step two oppression and then uh step three is possession so and this is interesting because this website is saying it's not the demon entering a person's body or taking over their soul they're just saying that you're so broken down by what's been happening to you over, like, this course of time that you can't fight off the demon's influence anymore, which is really interesting. Yeah, so it's, like, not saying it kicks you out of your body kind of thing. It's just saying you don't have the power to resist what it's, like, telling you to do.
1: That's That seems so counterintuitive to every movie I've ever seen.
3: Yeah. Huh. Um, and then <laughs> some signs of possession would include superhuman strength, speaking Mm. in a language the victim doesn't know, which has happened Mm. in real life in many cases and is totally terrifying, Um, and an aversion to holy objects, Mm. which you'll see if you've ever... So they've done, like, minor exorcisms on, like, ghost adventures before with people, and it's actually so scary to watch the people's reactions because you have to put a crucifix on them during the rite and people will, like flinch away from it or like try to Mm -hmm. hit the guy it's insane the whole like
0: crucifix thing and like you touch with touch the crucifix to someone they like burns them yeah it's it is disturbing (laughs) to watch
1: it is and that's we'll go into it later never mind keep on.
3: okay so now that everyone knows what demonic possession is um i'll tell you a little bit about exorcisms so there are two kinds of exorcisms a minor rite, which is kind of just like a prayer, which they also apparently said at RCIA over Tom. He doesn't so even I got, remember. I got minor exercise. minor exorcism. You
1: you are shit. He doesn't shitting even me. remember. Nope. No. It's, if kidding. you're
3: gonna get baptized or if you're joining like Catholicism, then they do a minor rite. But it's not. I mean, it's not assuming you're possessed or anything. It's just supposed to absolve okay. you of sin. I, I thought that that
1: was kind of like no, the,
3: no, 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 no. Okay.
0: okay. <laughs> Ooh. So you know, like in like Protestantism where it's like anything to break the powers of sin in your life. That's kind of uh-huh. what it's sounds That's like. That's a minor exorcism turns out. Yeah.
3: And then, and then the major right of exorcism is what you're thinking of, which is like the one that can only be performed by a bishop or a priest. And uh-huh. there's a whole thing of rules about it. So you have yeah. to get permission from like your diocesan bishop, I think to do one. Um, So, the people that can get uh, an exorcism are Catholics, catechumens, non-Catholic Christians who request it, which I didn't know, and non-Christian believers, provided they have the proper disposition, which means that they're sincere (laughs) in their desire to be rid of a demonic influence. So, if you can just prove that that you want to get rid of the demon, even if you're not Catholic, they'll let you.
1: So, basically, as long as you are not a practicing like
3: like satanist I would say well
1: even then it that, doesn't that's say a that. whole nother conversation all yeah, even like a, a practicing a
3: satan worshiper
0: cause like the most satanists are just atheists who like to be edgy you know what I mean and
1: they sort yeah. of call it that well know? and then like the predominant but this doesn't exclude anybody really yeah the predominant <laughs> it's literally anyone. it's pretty vague yeah the predominant like satanist like viewpoint is that they don't actually like believe in a satan like Lucifer, devil. They just yeah. believe in like the opposition to oppressive environments.
0: Yeah, exactly. But it's like if you're just like a Satanist out here and you're like, oh wait, fuck, I'm possessed. This isn't fun. Yeah. You call a priest. So like will help you somebody out. who's you.
1: actually legitimately calling upon an evil force for to take them over. So like the cult, and hereditary.
3: Yeah, that would be different, probably. They or would
1: be, be the or ones. Or the people
0: on the subreddit that I yeah. found that literally... <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you, yeah, if you don't want yeah. to get rid of the demon Listen. that's possessing you, that's your prerogative. Sub- I don't recommend it. <laughs> subreddit, <You laughs> it will general. kill you. You yeah. do
0: you. You keep that demon inside of you. We do not support you, but you do whatever you want, okay? <laughs>
1: subreddit in general is demonic, so...
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: The, the phrase
0: subreddit is a demonic phrase.
1: <laughs> you know, it's actually uh Hebrew sub is... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my it's God. Bullshit.
3: Okay, so... I liked it. <laughs> oh, hi, Murphy. Murphy! <laughs> he wanted to join the conversation. The okay, co- so... Uh, speaking, of,
1: speaking of demons, when I was in the cult that I was in, we had a funny thing where we named... <laughs> The piano that we used Murphy because it would always Like spaz out and do different Like I have electrical problems Because uh-huh. of like Murphy's law So we just said because oh. everything bad That will happen is going to happen Oh my and gosh so you just we, said,
0: When I was in the Murphy's cult law. that I was in Megan just like laser focused on me like, Well what? it's the
3: what? <laughs> Wait
1: what? I've, so it's the ministry that I was in that traveled
3: Oh, oh I know <laughs> uh,
1: So we called it we called it Murphy because of Murphy's Law, and we said that it was the demon inside of
3: oh my the God. piano. So, so that was appropriate. You, yeah,
1: so it was appropriate for me to share that because you're talking about demons, and your <laughs> cat's name is
3: Murphy. So, so there's a ritual text um, to perform an exorcism that has two chapters, the rite and various texts. That's it. It says it can be celebrated only by a bishop or a priest who has obtained the special and express permission of the bishop. And so they talked a lot about how genuine cases of demonic possession are rare and have to be addressed in a balanced manner because they don't want just anyone, you know, saying something's a demonic possession if it's not or harassing the priests or something. <sighs> how, so they how, won't- mu-
1: how much of this is because of that case in Germany with the girl?
3: What do you mean? What case?
1: The case yeah. that uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose was based after.
3: Oh, I don't Something,
1: know. Something Miguel, Michael. Uh, it's like the really famous case other than the one that was based on, that the exorcist was based off of. Uh-huh. Um, it was the girl in Germany. Who, was it not
3: real? Is that why? Or was no, it
1: real? Well, it, they basically, um, a court convicted the family. I don't know if they did the the priests or not, but they were convicted of like negligent. It was like negligent Damn. on the side because she died. Wow. Um, but they were like, yeah, it's a possession. But at that, oh like people who look at it now, it's like, no, that was actually just severe reaction to one, the drugs that her doctors kept putting her on yeah. to like just from the overall like mental illness that she had. That and is so wild. And so she like, she died of like, um extreme um malnourishment
3: oh my god
1: and i wonder if a lot of what the catholic church like the reactionary crap
3: i'm sure it is because basically they make you do like an entire physical psychological evaluation before they'll even consider doing it um really that's really interesting yeah i mean
0: honestly i just kind of feel like it like takes it's like a do, whole thing doing your due diligence d- doing your due diligence i can't say that uh i've been ha- <laughs> i've been drinking bourbon um <laughs> but, uh, have i eaten food <laughs> no um no but like, it, i just feel like that's honestly very responsible to be like we're just gonna make sure that this isn't just some underlying thing even if you believe you are possessed mm-hmm. that it's not just a treatable mental illness that we can help to make sure that it's something purely spiritual, purely in that realm of, you know? I just I, see... I really like that. I think that's kind I of see, responsible and cool.
1: I see Tom Hanks as Robert Langdon from The Da Vinci Code, mm-hmm. sitting in the corner during that meeting with a glass of bourbon just saying, <laughs> guys, what if we just had common sense?
3: <laughs> we uh, just had common sense.
1: And then taking a sip of his bourbon and smiling. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so I do want to. Should wanna... we watch the
0: Da Vinci Code? I've never seen it. Should we see
1: it? Oh my God, it. Tom! I've
3: never seen it. I've seen I don't it. Know. is it good? <sighs> um, it was a long time ago. I thought it's it was one good of my
1: favorite movies. It's pretty cool. Oh, Tom,
0: we'll watch it. I was always told it was of the devil, so I never watched it. Thank you very that's much. That's
1: another thing we could talk about. Oh my God, that's a
0: <laughs> whole thing to talk about. I was always told that like. What's his name? Brown was of the devil for creating Dan Brown. Dan,
2: Dan Brown. Brown. Dan
0: Brown was of the devil for creating these oh, you yeah. know,
1: Like Oh,
3: I had friends who couldn't watch texts. Harry Potter, yeah. yeah. You mean so, uh,
1: writing yeah. a piece of fiction?
3: God forbid. How God
0: dare forbid. you bring up the Lord in your fiction. You may only talk about
1: him in good ways. Thank like you, the Dad. life of Brian.
3: Oh my God, I love that movie.
0: Always <laughs> look on the bright side of life. Of life.
3: <laughs> Keep going Mike. Keep going, <laughs> going <laughs> Megan <laughs> um, Oh I was just going to say So it's not like you can just go to a church And be like hey I think I'm possessed And they're just going to be like cool we'll be right there <laughs> It's Protestant much more rigorous thing. than the that The will do Protestant. that Yeah.
1: yeah. But, you could come up to the altar and be like Hey I feel like I'm possessed by a demon And the pastor would be like Shit! This is my time to shine. I'm going to write a book about this in ten years. No, we're so he's going to
0: run for it right in that moment. Be like, oh shit! It's time to exercise this motherfucker. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Look how
1: powerful I am in the spirit, y'all.
3: Yeah, we're very discerning about it, and um, they there's a whole thing about the confidentiality because they obviously don't want anyone to know about the person who Mm. is possessed for their like safety and privacy, but also like churches that do have. You know, an exorcist Don't advertise it Because they don't want people to know So you, you're you not going to know Who to even go to I don't think Until you need one <laughs> That's so like Which is crazy
1: so much It's I mean, we talk about this every podcast It's just so different mm-hmm. Like The legality of all of it And I'm not talking about like legalism I'm talking about like The legal process by which Oh yeah The Catholic Church functions And then Protestant churches are like, fuck all, anything goes. (laughs) And it just reminds me of... The old west of Christianity. Yeah, and it it reminds me of when I was in Dr. Bounds. uh, We did worship through the ages as like a directed study, so it was just me and two other people and him. And he talked about like, yeah, in the early church, before you became a member of the church, there was like a year of this legal, like stuff you had to go to go through it's like it's essentially cate- catechumen.
0: Yeah, I was a, I was a catechumen for 9 months. I mean, here's yeah. the thing, I mean like I couldn't take communion but I could still like hang out. And yeah. I know that they would like kick you out halfway through the church service if you're a catechumen.
1: Right. Yeah. It's just it's it's amazing. And thank you Megan for sharing all this cuz I'm I'm like oh, a welcome. lot and I'm like it's just so other than what I have experienced. Yeah. It's just it's so that this is the wrong word, but it's the only word that I can think of. Funny to me,
3: <laughs> but no, that's how I feel too. Though when I hear like the opposite perspective, <laughs> yeah. w- What else you got? Okay, so um, something I thought was interesting because I was reading like the U.S. bishops website. This is like the updated information <laughs> about this, uh-huh. and they said in recent years several programs have been established to foster the training of more exorcists. So I don't uh, know what's damn. going on, but everyone's there's getting an update, possessed yeah. now. Who's I don't know. And one of the other things is the
1: Antichrist was voted in in
3: 2016. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: Um,
3: Oh, so one of the other rules is that the lay faithful are not allowed to recite any prayers that are reserved to the exorcist that the priest is supposed to say because this puts you at risk of possible spiritual harm. So you can't oh even read the prayers. like, Or you could get, I don't know, attacked by something. So we
0: are not allowed to know what they say. We're
3: allowed to know what they say, but we are not allowed to read them or try to perform them. I am them. not And they do that allowed. in the Conjuring movie. Ooh. Yeah, like Ed does it and you're yeah. not supposed to do and that. That's why it's such
0: a big deal that Ed does it because he's not supposed to be performing the Yeah.
1: See... I just had a CPR class, so I'm trained in CPR now. That's like saying I'm not going to perform life-saving CPR on this person until the paramedics come.
3: Yeah, but it, the concern is that the demon could just attach itself to you if you don't know how to protect right. yourself.
1: And that's, that's the thing, but like in my Protestant worldview, that's silly to me. And I'm not saying this in, like, a mean way. It's oh, just, no. like, I'm saying it in a way that's, like, no, like, the whole, quote-unquote, priesthood of all believers yeah. crap. Crap. I I have had a lot of bourbon. Um, how dare you say crap? How dare I say crap? Uh, <laughs> that's why we're drawing like, the line. <laughs> but, like, all of that to say, like, you know, in in me and Tom's background specifically, like, if someone came up and said, "Hey, I feel like I'm possessed by a demon," I would have dropped my shorts and absolutely like gone into it right there and then. completely
0: pantsless, shirt cocking <laughs> it. If you, if you exactly
1: <laughs> like, I'd have just gone straight into it and be like, "All right, let's go. I'm up to I'm up to exercise somebody today." Like let's, even oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I
0: totally understand where you're coming from there. Like it feels like times of the essence more so than the um, like due diligence, but the Catholic Church yeah. is all about the, we are going to make sure that this is as big a deal as you're saying it is, so we know that Which we should be responding with the appropriate measure. I absolutely
1: respect the hell out of that.
0: Honestly, I like it because I feel like I've been in so many situations where people have acted like that, and it's always just been someone who wanted attention every single time. Yeah, And... I feel like there's there's a reason why it is like
3: this. Here's the thing. Um, And I'm going to say this as not just from a Catholic perspective, but just like someone who's familiar with the paranormal in general. Like, that's not Uh. just a Catholic notion. You do not want to fuck with that unless you know how to protect yourself. Like, that's just really dangerous. Right, (laughs) And And that's that's just from... and, And that's just considered, like, I think... Most spiritual people, like, you know, mediums, whatever, like, they would all kind of say the same thing. Yeah. You have to know how to protect yourself before you can just go for it. Otherwise, you're just going to hurt yourself instead.
1: This is the funniest thing about it is that, like, I was actually taught this exclusively in my background. If you have accepted Jesus into your life and you are full of the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for you to be possessed by a demon.
0: I, too, have been taught this.
3: Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I that's don't why it. See, that's why but that's
1: why that that's why that um, kind of like John Wayne militance and militancy is yeah. there in a lot of that is because we were taught nothing can touch you now. That sounds I,
3: like you're like victim blaming someone for getting possessed. I, I holy
1: don't, shit. Holy Megan. shit. Oh
0: my god, you're totally
3: right. I know. And we <laughs> don't do, like that's not a thing that uh, Yeah,
0: we literally like not we. I guess They, those other people. No, no, but literally the belief is basically you can either be possessed or you can have or you can be a believer with the Holy Spirit in you. I can't imagine thinking just be both
3: um, I can't imagine like having the nerve to think that you're just immune to demons. What kind of hubris is that? But that but that's the thing. That is the exact elitism. Oh my god. That is the exact
1: elitism. But that's the exact elitism of like the saved and the unsaved thing because yes. that is actually what the like at least the reformed protestant church like teaches is that That is,
0: that is what protestant says it wow. is taken from
1: one verse which where Paul talks about you were either the sons so, just of some god Some guy named Paul some the guy The sons of god or you were the sons of satan. That's it. Wow. You were either or
0: And I remember specifically, I I had a friend in sixth grade, and he was about to get confirmed. And he was terrified that he was about to get possessed because he hadn't been confirmed yet. He's like, I got five more days until I'm confirmed. That means I can be possessed in any moment of these five days, and I am so scared. And Uh, Because he'd been listening to us (laughs) Protestants too much. And I'm so sorry for making him feel like that, because that's really not a good way to make someone feel.
3: And here's the thing too, I don't think that you're going to get spontaneously possessed. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much just you have the unfortunate luck of moving into a really freaky haunted house or people did weird occult shit before you or you're doing you're doing the occult shit because you're trying to summon demons because you're in Or an idiot you're Zach Bagans. And you just
0: fuck it up. <laughs> Zach
3: ba- or you're Zach Bagans. He and you did, invite it. And he went partially there are
1: things in this world.
3: He went partially blind from what happened in Demon House. Yeah. Like partially yeah. blind. That's what he he says. He still has problems. That's crazy. <laughs>
1: we have worked to build our credibility.
3: Zach Baggins, we love you. I love you. <laughs> sorry, Tom. <laughs> no,
1: I had a lot of fun. That was cool. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tom, if this offends you. And Meg, I'm sorry if this offends you even more. Oh my because god, you're I'm excited. <gasps> But every single time I watch Ghost Adventures I think, God, this guy is Tom if he were to do ghost hunting.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I'm not offended by that at all. That is the biggest compliment you could have given me. (laughs) He is so extra, but his extraness is just so extra He's extra, but he is so he really believes himself.
2: Yeah. Listen, I had a I had
3: a crush on him. I had a crush on him since I was in like eighth grade, so and it checks out right that Perfect. it really says it all. Perfect. <laughs> we have gone we have gone ghost hunting too. And you hey. do talk like that. Okay,
0: can can we tell the story? So I used to work at a church in Lexington. I'm not gonna say what it is. I'm aware like of which church it was. You know. Uh anyway, most people who are listening probably can figure probably it out. Know. James, you've seen you've seen my resume. You know. Um <laughs> once we went there at like at night once it was dark oh went, my god and went ghost hunting and it was deeply terrifying it was a mistake i'm pretty uh, sure we were on top of some kind of like indian burial ground something like native americans that's were there, always the
1: cop-out though, like, though bro
0: telling
3: that's a cop-out uh, or there could just be weird bad vibes in that building yeah.
1: no but i mean like residual energy
3: if, if they're not taking these these spirits seriously then yeah it's possible yeah. 100% but honestly,
0: like if we're gonna if we're gonna say that like that the that the um, Protestant like vi- Protestant like belief in the demonic is not taking them seriously enough, I mean like then you could say that in many Protestant churches, if not most, you could probably find some kind of energy of like almost like why the hell why 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 are they just why are they trifling with us? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I feel you know Don't I mean? trifle with us. Don't trifle with the demons, my dude. You know, oh, like,
3: oh, oh. This is. Yeah, and that reminds oh, me, too. Sorry. This is just a PSA. Do not use a Ouija board ever. Please. <laughs> oh, oh, my please God. Please. For
1: the love of God, don't do <laughs> it. A Luigi board? Oh, my a God. A Luigi board? Oh, my can God. You don't Luigi can board? you burn a Luigi board?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh god. I just sound
3: like uh I sound like two girls, one ghost, but I do two not girls, use the English word. One ghost. I love them so much.
1: <laughs> Have you listened to a um True Hauntings with Ann and Renata? No. I'll send it Should to I? you.
3: Should I? Oh, please yeah. do.
1: They're super goofy. Like they're very like they're these. Uh, they would they would hate me if they heard me say this, but they make fun of each other all the time. But they call them the uh, granny, the ghost busting grannies. Oh my god! Uh, they're like they've been doing this shit for like twenty years together. Oh, that's so cool! And they they run the tours of the Maitland Jail in mm-hmm. Australia, and um, they tell like the background history of a certain place and true hauntings, and then they like um talk about like the ghosts in it and then they basically like say like so renata do you think that it's a really haunted place but they're like super logistical about it and so they're not like yeah it's dope i would love night and day to
3: two girls one ghost because i love i love the way they just will assume everything is everything's haunted (laughs) i think it's so nice because they're not being skeptical just ever (laughs) yeah they're just super
1: open to everything
3: they are yeah i love it
1: (laughs) but I I love this conversation, even though we started out, like, really theological, and now we're just getting into the fact that we love scary movies. Yes, and we love exactly. <laughs>
3: the paranormal.
1: The paranormal. Which, we will tie it back together, everyone. If you've hung yes. with us this long, we will tie it back together.
3: Um. Yeah, so I don't know if I have anything else. That's pretty much an overview of what an exorcism is. What the church believes, all of our vast differences yeah. in looking at this, and um, you can always hit up a Catholic priest if you have any problems. Yeah. But if it's from using a Ouija board, then you did it to yourself.
0: Yep. <laughs> it, it was your You're- Don't don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Live with the fact that you did this to yourself. There is a demon. There is a demon. Yourself and your, all of your.
3: There's a demon I keep pushing Tom away. There's a demon (laughs) that haunts the Ouija board that will just get through if you use it for anything.
1: What is his name? Zaza. Uh,
3: No, no, I'm trying to get you all to say it. say it. I'm not saying I know what done. his
1: name is. I'm just trying you to get y'all to say tr- it.
3: No, no. I'm, uh, smarter, I'm, I'm smarter than am You're smarter than
1: that. <laughs> oh, you're trying okay. to fool
0: us into saying same name? To get, uh-huh. What kind of demon is making you do that?
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, his yeah. name is Sammy, and he's right here above me. Sammy. <laughs> like, and, Hi, baby. Uh, <laughs> okay, but here's the thing, and here's how we're going to tie it all back together. What we're describing now and... All of like that paranormal, whatever it is, all of the things that we can't explain, all of the things we, we legitimately can't prove either. Like no ghost hunting show has absolutely proved factual evidence. But you can't
3: disprove it either.
1: And that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like you can't. (laughs) you can't prove or disprove any of this.
0: And if we're talking about a mathematical proof, you can't disprove it means it's true. All I'm Ex- saying. I'm not saying that's true. So the absence
1: the absence of evidence is evidence? Is
3: what I, I'm going to say it's true. The because...
0: mathematicians would say yes. <laughs> and my, that, this was the first day of class. I literally had this argument with my professor, and he was like, yes, I would say it's true. Everything is true if you can't disprove it. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's psychotic. shut up, Mangione. <laughs> it, was,
1: it was a good moment. Why don't oh, you go gosh. eat another meatball? Uh, so <laughs> what? What I'm <laughs> a goddamn meatball, man. You goddamn meatball, up man, and Jones. sit down. <laughs> uh, but here, here's here's kind of where I'm 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 sitting with all of this because those of you who have listened long enough to get with us through this. Thank you, by the way. Thank you, by Thank the you. way. Um, the The overarching theme of everything and anything unknowable changes throughout time. And for us to claim any type of factual, you know, there are absolutely ghosts or there are absolutely demons or there are absolutely whatever, the the detail of that is actually just us using language that we know how to use. Does that make sense? So, like, Mm. what we would call a demon in our language, at least maybe the Catholic Church calling a demon in their language, may have just been one of, you know, the smaller, lesser gods under Yahweh. Right. Back in the Israelite time fucking some things up in Canaanite in the Canaanite culture you know and so like I just I wonder sometimes if we let our language and we let our way of explaining things dictate truth more than we allow ourselves to look at the mystery of it and say you know what I can think this thing, but I'm not going to say that it's an absolute fact.
3: Hmm. I like that. I like that, too.
1: And so I absolutely, maybe aliens exist. We got they into do, aliens they do. Earlier. They do. But maybe that's just the language that we're using for the Nephilim.
0: I huh. really appreciate how you're talking about that, but also they're objectively true. <laughs> aliens are out there, and if you don't think so, you are uh, fooling yourself. What
1: are what if demons and ghosts are just invisible aliens? What if aliens are just invisible ghosts? Holy shit! <laughs> see, but that see, like every that is so goofy and that's so silly. But that's literally another question that we could ask, and it's like yeah. we don't have any fucking idea. Yeah, the we sooner we no all accept idea.
3: that, the happier everyone will be. And not even the
1: happier, that. but here's the thing, not the closer <laughs> that we can get to that, like, it's not even willful ignorance, it's just like the blissful, I don't know, the yeah. quicker that we can get to the absolute truth, the absolute Very. thing that we can all grasp onto, the absolute thing that I talked about earlier, which is yeah. just love God and love neighbor
3: yeah it's not
0: hard the sooner that we're happy ab- agnostics is the, <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> the closer
1: you are to jesus is the more agnostic you'll become
0: as, as soon as you're like okay, i don't yeah. fucking know what's going on i just want to be nice to people i think that is nirvana the, that's the ultimate end of all of this it's just kind of the acknowledgement of like the cosmos who's to fucking say and also be like <laughs> i need to be nice to people you know black lives matter
3: right thing you're to good do. to go you
0: yeah. know
1: Right, and that's just, that's that's literally where we have to, like, (sighs) we just have to sit there, and we have to make it uncomfortable. Not even make it uncomfortable, but, like, we have to sit in the uncomfort of that. Yeah. Because the second that we start to claim a truth as orthodoxy, like we were talking about earlier, the second that we start to claim that is the second that we become better than God. Mm. It's the second that we think that we have become the mouthpiece and the absolute purveyor of God's truth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But the second that we risk ourselves for humility is the second that we can say, You know, I don't know that aliens exist, but if they do, that's not going to shake the fact that I believe that we should be good to other people.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So. You're right. You know, that's, I think that's where we can kind of like end all of it, especially with like, you know, the idea of that monolatry and the, the idea that, and the fact, honestly. That Israelites believed the ancient Israelites believed in many gods, they chose Yahweh, and Yahweh gave them the law that was love others as yourself, love me and love others as yourself. And that's where we got Jesus' words. You know, love yeah. God, love others as yourself. And so even if Yahweh or as Rob Bell would say, Yah, what uh, because it was supposed to be This is a cool fact This is for free uh, <laughs> y, YHWH At least in English So they <laughs> It is supposed to be more like a chant Of breathing Because God is breath
3: <gasps> Oh my god this reminded me of uh, Part of the exorcism right Which is to blow on someone's face There you go Boom,
1: <laughs> and that's that's essentially what he talks about with pneuma. So Rob Bell's pneuma videos. Pneuma is another word for spirit, but it's also the Hebrew word for breath. Wow, um, that's it why with a P. it does start with a P. Uh, like pneumonia. Yeah. Pneuma, uh, but pneuma, <laughs> pneuma. But anyway, uh, you know, just really sitting back and realizing that we don't know everything and that thoughts and theology changes and that's okay. And when we read the Old Testament, when we read these honestly brilliant pieces of literary work, like there's a reason that the Bible is so popular. It's not necessarily because everyone believes god is true but it's because there's a lot of literary beauty in the entirety of the canonical god like the canonical uh bible like yeah just being able to look at it with a decent humility <coughs> bless you and saying like i might not get all of this but what I can get is that whether there is one god or a million gods or one god above the a million gods, that one god is good, and he says to love other people well. And whether that means exercising a something that I don't understand out of this person and <laughs> healing them in some way. <laughs> yaw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whether that means going to a movie as psychotic as hereditary and praying afterwards, because you don't know whether or not it's going to affect you later on. Like it is going to affect you because it's going to affect your sleep. Even if that demon isn't real, it's going to affect your mind. And so whether you're not, you're going to go into that and say, you know what, Lord, I need to love myself. And i need to put myself back at a homeostasis that says I'm calm and I'm ready to go to sleep. Like, brick like we've got, we've we've got to realize that like love is the basic piece of all of it even if there are a million things that we don't know
3: i think people just can't deal with uncertainty cuz that's human nature right and it's easier if yeah. you just have a like simple rule book or if life was just that easier if you could just know you were right but the thing is it shouldn't at least for me like it just shouldn't matter and even if even if nothing's true even if you're totally wrong even if religion works completely differently than you thought like it shouldn't change how you're gonna treat people and if it would then I don't think you really believe what you say you believe
1: honey I got basic instructions before leaving earth yeah (laughs) I got my bible my (laughs) B-I-B-L-E oh my god Uh, so with that I think We've talked long enough. How long has it been?
3: Oh, it's been like two hours. It's, it's like Jesus. about two
1: hours. Look at us go.
3: Tom is I, just vibing over here. We might as oh, well I just, just... I
0: sucked down a whole glass of bourbon on an empty stomach, and I'm feeling awesome right now.
1: <laughs> we might as well just leave it uh, as one episode. We were thinking about doing two, but... You know. This
0: is one really long-ass episode, and thank you for sticking with us for yes. this whole time. If really you did,
1: it. James, we're really <laughs> happy if you thank stayed. Thank you,
0: James, you know?
1: Even if you're the only one that listens to this, like, you know, it's great. Worth it, man. It's fine. It's worth it. You know, as our Protestant Baptist brothers and sisters would say, it's worth that one soul, even if the rest of the service sucked ass. <laughs> I
0: don't know if they they'd say sucked ass, but they definitely... <laughs> <laughs> they believe that that in like,
1: they in like believe that
0: it's they, worth they believe it. I it's don't think worth words, <laughs> it's
2: worth the one soul.
1: Entertaining angels by the light of my TV screen, twenty four seven, sing over me. Entertaining, entertaining angels. Uh, host of heaven, sing over me. One to another. The things I that find I've myself seen. to
0: be an entertaining angel.
3: <laughs> Do you see what's happening right now? I, uh, I
1: understand what's happening right now, which <laughs> is why I'm trying to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>